Hello, Lambeth, Talbot Village, and Silverleaf. This is the LTVS podcast. Um, I unfortunately, again, I am not joined by my co-host Jawad. He, as a realtor, they they move around a lot. He had to run to Toronto this morning to help uh, with some client situations. So you're stuck with me. Um, this is Colin Dambroskis, and I'm joined today by Dominique Gauthier. We were just saying, um, very very French name. <laughs> and she doesn't speak a lick of French. Um, but Dominique, you are the owner of Body, Mind, and Fitness in Lambeth. Thanks for uh, joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so not not French. You're saying you're Hungarian and... Polish. Polish. And myself. So I'm Colin Dambroskis. Lithuanian last name, but I'm super French on both sides. Yeah. Very so like kind Canadian of the opposite. Of <laughs> yes, very Canadian of us, I suppose. Yeah, so thanks for coming in. Um, so you own it's a it's a your personal trainer, yoga teacher. But I'm looking at your your website here as we speak, and you've got something like a hundred certifications. <laughs> yeah, I do. So um, basically, my first job, my first career was an actress. Oh, wow. um, so I actually went to school in New York City. I went to the American Musical Dramatic Academy. Um, I don't sing, so. Don't sing at all. It was just the straight theater, straight <laughs> sure, film sure. stuff. Um, if you do a Google search under my maiden name, you can probably still find some stuff out there that I did. Um, and back in the day, so in high school and I guess into college, I was really into superhero movies. Nice. And I decided that I needed to get strong to play a superhero. So this was long before the Marvel movies came out and everything. And um, I decided that I would, you know, go to the gym and get strong so I could get cast in one of these movies. Right. Um, through going through the gym, first of all, a lot of people who teach yoga say, I loved yoga as soon as I walked into my first class. That was not the case with me. No. I would say it was love at fifth attempt in six <laughs> years um, was when I finally landed on something right, I liked. Right. And I um, ended up taking this class, absolutely loved it, decided I wanted to teach it. I thought, Dominique, what are you thinking uh the last official gym class you ever took you got 51 percent. <laughs> that was grade nine gym class like this is crazy yeah, yeah, um yeah. so long story short um i did end up going and getting certified in this training and i felt a lot of imposter syndrome because 51 percent in grade nine gym right. actress like what am i doing here so uh, a lot of those certifications were me going i need to know more i need to know more i need to know more and i would say i was a bit of a training junkie for, for a while sure. um still a little bit but not quite as back to back as it used to be so yeah well it's just like anything else right um everybody's desire like the reasons you get into things you, you normally kind of fall into i always find it's, it's more natural than planned so like for myself, I, I went to university and I started off doing health sciences and I went into business and I, I did banking for 10 years and I ended up being like a mortgage agent. Like it's, it's, it just happens naturally. And for you, um, like I, I imagine these qualifications, again, like there's got to be 15 of them here. Those are over a, a number of years, I'd imagine. Yeah. So I've been now in the, it'll be 12 years in the health and fitness like journey that I've been on or a career that I've been on. Um, in on December 26th. Nice. Yeah, nobody wanted to teach on Boxing Day, so that was my <laughs> official start day. I, I stepped in and I, I substituted some yeah, classes yeah, yeah, on yeah. Boxing Day because nobody wanted them. <laughs> well, that's clever. I love it. And uh, so, do you get you have a, a physical location in, in Lambeth, or I do. I have a brick and mortar. Um, <laughs> it is right on Main Street. Uh, you actually interviewed Shauna from Eli yes. Dance, so same plaza. Okay, like, awesome. I'm right across from nice. her uh, in the other building in that parking lot. So. 
Okay. And you guys do. So obviously the, the personal trainer and yoga. So I don't find like, do they, do they intertwine a lot? Because I feel like either you just do yoga or you do personal trainer. Like, are there a lot of people doing both? Uh, I think it's getting more and more common, but I get that question a lot. Like, how can you do both? You're supposed to be Zen and, right. and calm. And then you're like, go harder, <laughs> which, uh, I don't actually yell at people. Um, I take a very mindful approach really to everything I do. So right. I think they fit nicely together based on how you do it. I find a lot of times, uh, especially when you're com- coming into weightlifting and things like that, you kind of just go through the motions and you're not really thinking of how does this feel in your body? Mm-hmm. Um, what muscles are firing up. So I like to bring in that mindful approach and really give people agency and the opportunity to make decisions for them. If they hate an exercise that I plan for them, even if, and if I know it's really good for them, I'll right. explain why I programmed it for them. And if they're still like, nope, I hate it, then okay, we move on. No big deal. Awesome. Um, and my goal originally when I started my business, which I always say I'm an accidental entrepreneur. It just kind of happened. Everybody um, does. <laughs> yeah. Literally. I'm telling you. Yeah. I was on uh, maternity leave with my firstborn and uh, I knew another personal trainer from, uh, we'll just call it the big box gym that I used to work for. Good and Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. You got it. Um, he was going out on his own and he said, I have this extra space. Do you want to be two businesses under the same roof? And I was like, okay. So we started off that way. I was, you know, paying him per hour when I was teaching classes. Um, eventually, I got my personal training certification when I was, I think, eight months pregnant with my second one. Oh, wow. So I like waddled into my yeah. practical <laughs> with, and uh, planned a program for, you know, this imaginary person. Um, and it was great. And ever since, I just absolutely love what I do. I eventually moved on from that space. Both of us got very busy. Uh, It was a very small space. I was very grateful that I got that start there, but it was time to go. Sometimes, you know, he'd be training. I'd hear some F-bombs and we're meditating. (laughs) Um, The acoustics were not great in there, but it was his space. I respected that. I explained to him, I said, there's a space. It's only like 250 meters away. Is it okay if I go uh, and check it out? And he was very supportive. And uh, we both still are in operation 250 meters away from one another, but we have different clientele. So, um, you know, and sometimes people just don't resonate with me and I'll be like, hey, there's this person 250 meters down the road. Go check him out. He might be a better suited person right, for right. you. And um, I always hope that, you know, the same comes back because Absolutely. there's a very niche kind of market that I work with as well. Um, I specialize in pelvic health specifically. Okay. Um, so this can, you know, it's women mostly. I mean, everyone has a pelvic floor. Everyone can have different pelvic floor symptoms. But um, my strong suit is really working with women. I started off um, being kind of the go-to person for prenatal, postnatal, but it was the pelvic floor aspect that really got my interest, which is interesting because I also didn't do well at science either. Um, But that's what really started grabbing my attention. Um, And because I started marketing myself more as a pelvic floor expert, I actually got many women who are older was my original clientele. So I'd say like 50, 60 plus. Now it's kind of across the board now that I've been around for a little bit longer. I've been around for six years in September. And... uh, yeah, it's just a bit more based on that. So it's anything from leaking, um, happens to a lot of postpartum women, uh, back pain, hip pain is a pelvic floor thing. Um, even, uh, pain with, you know, I don't know if I can say this on the podcast, but painful sex is a pelvic floor thing. Um, tension, uh, endometriosis, IBS, all of these things can really get lumped into pelvic health. 
Um, and it's a lot of reason why a lot of corporations actually hire me as well. So I do, do a lot of corporate yoga as well. Oh, nice. Uh, for people who spend a lot of time sitting at desks because, again, just the way we normally sit affects the positioning of our pelvic health and can lead to those back pain, hip pain, et cetera, et cetera. So, so what I'm hearing, um, Lam- Lambethonians, anybody that's, you know, corporate sitting in desks all day, <laughs> yoga. Um, so yeah, I know like, so my wife's a huge yoga, mm-hmm. hold on, what, what do you, what, what's the, uh, the, the, the yoga term? A yogi. Yogi, that's yeah. what I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, the yoga, yogi. Um, I don't do, I can I, I, maybe I should do yoga. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a, a hockey, I'm a hockey guy, soccer. Um, my, my kids are, you know, obviously very flexible. I've lost the ability to like even touch the ground, touch my toes. I really need to get back into some stretching and maybe yoga. Yeah. Um, so, but you're, so you're exclusively women or is it, is it a mixture is, or like you have a niche or is it exclusively women? Um, for the <clears throat> most part, it's exclusively women recently. And I mean, within the past year, I opened up uh, two different classes that are co-ed classes okay. because I had a lot of women contacting me and saying, I want to come do yoga with my husband or sure. my partner. And I was like, sorry, I can't do that. So I opened up one class it was a brand new class. I'd never done it before. Mm-hmm. I added that to the schedule just so I wouldn't kind of do a bait and switch on the people who are currently taking classes. Um, And then I opened up another class that didn't have consistent people all the time. And I checked in with the people who were consistent and they were fine with opening it up to co-ed. And it's funny because since I did that, I think I've had one male once come to classes. But before that, it was like almost weekly at one point I was getting calls about, I want to do yoga with my partner, my husband, my, my, you know, significant other. And I just wanted to provide that opportunity since people were asking for it. But you've got to adapt. Yeah, exactly. And I will say my yoga classes are a little outside of the box. It's getting more and more typical now. There's kind of a, a subset of yoga teachers who teach in this way, but we really tend to blend the yoga poses that people know, um, some of which they love, with strength training that okay. they need. Okay. Um, aside from my yoga for stretch and release class, which takes yoga and soft tissue release um, using a, a lacrosse ball. So I take kind of different elements from some of the different things that I've studied over the years and I blend them into this yoga class. Every once in a while, I'm like, can I call this yoga still? Like, we're really kind of stepping away from it. But again, I come back to that mindful piece is mm-hmm. a huge thing in yoga. And because we are meditating at the beginning, meditating at the end, checking in with our body, making sure that we're feeling things. And not everyone's going to feel the same thing, but just checking in with how we feel, giving people options. I personalize my classes to the people attending, um, which is another thing. I feel like I have all these, my hands in all these little buckets here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they do run as 12-week series typically and I have them fill out the exact same form as my personal training clients they can choose what they want to answer or not and I take that information and I plan the classes so my hope is that they feel strong and successful every time they come to class and they're not left going oh I can't do this right um so what do I do I guess I'll just sit here and watch and a lot of times when people are in that situation they don't want to come back yeah they feel like they can't do it yeah, and I've been there. So, like, I, I've gone a few times with my wife, and it just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, not only because I'm not flexible, but I found, so we, the ones that we went through, so we, we've done hot yoga together, and I've mm-hmm. done a class where I think just regular yoga. Mm-hmm. The hot yoga, I don't know. If, did you do hot yoga as well? Um, I've taken it as a student. I'm not a big fan. Okay, yeah. I was, <laughs> I was dying. Yeah. I mean, like, it was, like, I was sweating from every, like, it wasn't, it wasn't fun for me. Some people, like, my wife loves it. She loves mm-hmm. the heat. Um, but so what I found is there's, there's just so many different positions and, and there's like the, you know, like the, the downward dog and like things that you wouldn't kind of get, a, like there's no educated guess as to what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. 
So I had a hard time because it's quite, you're supposed to be quiet and, and peaceful and mindful of everybody else, but at the same time, like, what the hell am I supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. So for you, so for in, individuals who are very new to it, um, do you guys tailor to that? Because like for me, going into a class with 20 people, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh man, I'm a sore, I'm a stand like a sore thumb. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. For you guys, do you do like individual classes to get people eased into it, or do you just like what's the kind of the the steps for people yeah. that are brand new to it? So typically, the class is div- like that twelve week series is divided into two. So we focus on similar poses and movements um, for the first six weeks, and then I change it all up for the second half, the the second two weeks. Okay, and we always start with kind of bare bones things that people I know that people will be able to do, or at least I'm taking an educated guess that they'll be able to do. Every once in a while, I'm wrong. Um, And I always encourage people, like, tell me, like, share with me, hang around after class, reach out to me via email. And Mm. they all take advantage of that. And then I adapt the classes in those cases that I've been wrong because I don't know anybody 100% when they first walk in. I try my best to get to know them as much as possible. But we always start off with kind of like the bare basics, stuff that I think people will, will know. Every once in a while, I have a class with people who've been with me for five, six years. So I know we don't need, necessarily need to go back to those right, bare bones. Right. But if there's newer people in the class, we always go back to the bare bones. And even with the people who've been coming for a while, um, I always share with them. I'm like, you probably can take a wild guess where this is going to go. And if you want to go there, go for it. But there's nothing wrong with taking a step back and taking a more easy approach to your practice every once in a while. Like even in personal training, we go, go, go. But every once in a while, you have to almost like, quote, unquote, doing air quotes with my fingers. Um, <laughs> you, every once in a while, you have to almost take like a more restful approach to you. So you right. dial back the weights, you might take longer breaks, and your body needs that time to kind of rest, rejuvenate, and get stronger. And it's in those moments that your body's getting stronger. So um, we're not very quiet in our class, maybe a little bit more so now because since COVID happened, um, all of my classes are hybrid. So there's actually a camera right in the middle of the classroom. None of the students can be seen. Um, I zoom in and zoom out during class. So when we're on the floor, it's a much closer shot. When I'm standing, it's further away. So people can see really well. I have microphone lights. It's like a mini film studio right now in there. But it keeps it. But at the same time, everything is on me, the lighting we picked. But the students that are still there still get that nice dim lighting and things like that. Um, so since the camera's been there, it's been a l- little bit less talking <laughs> from from the participants. I think they're a little bit camera shy. Sure, uh, sure. Even though most of the time their voices aren't picked up, I have to uh, return my... Um, uh, la, la, la. Sorry, I got distracted. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I have to... Um, uh, I don't even remember what I was saying. Cameras, cameras. Oh, I have to repeat yes. what they what they said, especially if it was a question, because if I answer it and there's no context for either the people who are live online or who are watching the recording later on, um, they might not have any idea what I'm talking about. So I usually I had to get used to repeating the question and saying it. And I think my film background actually helped me transition to video much more easily i had to get used to staring directly into the camera which is not something i did in my acting we were told to ignore the camera right um so i don't think i could ever go back to real acting again i just stare right at the camera <laughs> the whole time but um it's funny people yeah it's around. just nice to and it's a nice community if you know it gets to the point where if somebody's not there one day the other students are like oh where's so and so and and you know oh they're just away on vacation they'll be back soon or or whatnot so they're all getting to know each other they're all going through the journey together it's a really nice community at the bare minimum you're spending 12 weeks with the same people over and over and over again 
Um, and in some cases, like I said, some of them have been there since the beginning, like five, six years that they've been practicing together in the same classes. And there's been friendships developed and they go out for coffee Absolutely. and things like that. And I think that's just such a wonderful it's thing, especially social. in this day and age, yeah. I feel like where we've been a little bit isolated for it's a like while. For social events, you know, you, you might not be great at yoga, but it's, it's yeah. a good networking social event at the mm-hmm. worst. So you're, you're like, I, I didn't actually, I haven't heard of a lot of yoga studios doing both the hybrid. So how does like, so do you offer some sort of like online course in addition? Like, how does that work if people want to do the, uh, the video um, session? So as of right now, so I do have a member portal built right into my website that houses the replays of the classes people are in. So if okay. you're registered for the series, you get all of your recordings until the beginning of the next series. So for instance, we go on break around Christmas time. So they mm-hmm. will actually still have those recordings until we start the next session oh, nice. in January. Smart. Um, I also include some bonus material, um, some shorter classes, guided meditation. Sometimes I break down certain poses or movements for people and that's all in there. As of right now, it's just for the people who are in classes. I've contemplated opening it up, um, to other people, but because of that personalization, I just don't know if that necessarily fits in with what I'm trying to create for people. And, uh, I know my husband has occasionally tried to, to watch some of my videos and he goes, wow, you really need to like start at the beginning and be there for all 12 weeks because (laughs) sometimes you're saying stuff and it just has no context. Right. Um, it has context to the people who are there live, but, um, again, I'm thinking more of them versus like somebody hopping in for the first time into a class that they're watching on video. So, yeah. I think the only reason I ask is because, you know, for, for us, we have, we've got two, two kids, one, she's uh, a year, she's almost 16 months old so my wife's she hasn't she hadn't gone to as uh, as many in-person yoga she's been doing a lot of like the youtube mm-hmm. or like the, the trainer classes yeah. just because she can't she hasn't been able to leave the house mm-hmm. not so much now but um that would be a great i'm sure you've got your um handle on that but uh it might be a great offering to have you know the ability to join classes from from mm-hmm. the home if you're not able to do it so yeah i guess if they just you know if you got your own membership you can always just access all those videos anyways right yeah so if you sign up for the 12 weeks i mean even like i came from when i was acting i was a server so i could never sign up for you know 12 weeks in a row of anything because right. i didn't know what my schedule was from yeah, week to week yeah, so yeah. i offer a pretty generous makeup policy give me 24 hours and you can hop into any one of the other classes or you can nice. access the recording it doesn't matter to me so um i can always guarantee that they can come online can always guarantee that it's in person because i only have eight people in studio I've always valued a lot of space between mats, even before COVID. Um, so even though I could probably sandwich about 15 people into there with, you know, the maximum or the minimum room that most yoga studios pre-COVID did, yeah. um, I never liked that. I never liked being in classes like that. So it was always Neither very small. Yeah. <laughs> so I think when COVID started and they were talking about like, oh, six feet between the mats or, or 12 or two meters or whatever it was, I actually took out a measuring tape and I was like, I wonder how much distance is actually between the mats. And it was five and a half feet from center to center of mat. Mm. So, and that was just the way it always was. So yeah. Luckily, when things started closing down and numbers started getting restricted and stuff, it didn't impact me a lot when I could have people in person. Right. Um, of course, I think I at one point I calculated that I was closed for something like 18 months of two years or something like that oh just because uh, the gym seemed to be the first to close and the last yep. to open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's impacted a, a lot of businesses, unfortunately. And it's mm-hmm. nice to know that you've obviously, you know, adapted and, yeah. and kept kept on strong. But mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's uh, you know it's it's crazy that we've opened up obviously the podcast um, for those new to the series. Um, and I wouldn't call it a series because quite frankly, Joanne and I we met in Talbot Village. We're both dads. We're both business owners, and 
we met a bunch of people in the village just you know we had known of their occupations mm -hmm. but we didn't know their backstory we didn't know what they do actually in the back end how they're running their business what makes them special and we, we ended up chatting with a few people at an event and they really got into the story and, and we're sitting there just listening and having all these questions like we should do more of this because people have some really interesting stories. So for anybody else that's listening in, and I know we posted about it, we'd love to have you on, um, Dominique. Like it's been a great chat so far, and we've got you know we're gonna throw you into the uh, the hot seat questions, which is Zawad's favorite part. He's missing out on it again, unfortunately. Um, I said this last time, but I'm I'm gonna come up with new questions because then you know everybody's rehearsing their questions. It's not as fun anymore. <laughs> Um, but no, I think like between Lambeth, so I think Talbot Village, I think we're pretty much considered Lambeth. I, I don't know what we've really been thrown into there, but people in Lambeth are just so, I think so, so kind, so want, like just sharing information and helping out the neighborhood, which we've, I've, I've loved about the area. So, um, we're looking forward to chatting with as many people as possible. Um, Dominique, favorite movie? This is a tough one. I feel like because it's this time of year, my first thought goes to Christmas movies. Because realistically, I think I've watched, you know, all the Christmas movies we watch every year more than any other movie in sure, my life. Like, sure, sure. we just, you know, did the Die Hard and the Krampus thing, yeah. um, which sounds weird, I think, coming from a yoga teacher. It's like, really? <laughs> Die Hard? Um, but if we step outside of the, the Christmas season, I yeah. would say um, Some Like It Hot. I don't know if you know it. It's, no. Um, it's an old Marilyn Monroe, Jack Lemmon, Tony Curtis movie. Um, I think there's been aspects of it that have been done in more current times, so it's okay. not as like risque as it was when it first came out. But sure, I first sure. watched that movie when I was a kid, and it's just so funny. Mm -hmm. And there's something about older movies that they're they're kind of like innocent, but they're still funny. Yes. But when you watch it as an adult, there's some sneaky little like not so wholesome pieces yeah. in there. <laughs> I was like, I just watched it again, actually, I think about a month ago. And I was like, I didn't realize that that's what that meant. <laughs> but the, the Disney movies, I tell you, I like I, I, as I rewatch stuff with my kids, it's mm -hmm. like, wow. Yeah. Because it goes over the kids heads. right? Yeah. But you're like, wow, that's that's clever. Yeah. Wow, well <laughs> um, you know, let's throw Let's throw one in there. A Christmas. So, I, so I, I sent this out to my database of clients. When is the appropriate time to put lights out on your house and to decorate? So for those that obviously partake in Christmas, do you celebrate? Yes. Okay. So for those that partake, when's the the best time? Because we've seen, we've got people in our area that's, you know, Christmas lights are out, trees done up in mm. early November. Some people are after Labor Day. Some people are December-ish. Mm. What what, what's your take? What's, what's the um, right time? So not, for me personally, nothing until November 12th. I like okay. to kind of... Make sure Remembrance Day has its moment. Yes. Um, it's interesting because I don't really have any um, family members that fought in the wars, not that I'm aware of, sure. um, but it just seems like a really important thing for me to celebrate. I always get my kids poppies and we make yeah. sure that, you know, before they were in school, we would go downtown um, to the Cenotaph and everything. So I like to make sure that Remembrance Day has its moment. And then as far as I'm concerned, November 12th, it's a free for all. Okay. <laughs> That's... I think that was actually the, the most popular answer mm -hmm. from a lot of people. We were, um, so my, my wife's birthday is on Halloween mm -hmm. and she loved kind of celebrating. She put up like a Christmas tree on the one year. It was a Christmas tree, but she like decorated like Halloween themes. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's only when I'm on these calls, that, you know, <laughs> calls come in. Um, and so we would decorate into, into the Christmas. So, so she was like early November person. She mm -hmm. loves everything to do with Christmas. Um, for me, I don't mind the decorations. It's the Christmas music. I, I don't need like the Christmas music for two months. Like when you go to Costco in November and it's like Christmas music is going on. I don't not like Christmas music. I just, 
two months of it's a little bit much. And it's the same like 40 songs over and over and over again. And um, I feel like Mariah Carey just needs to be put to bed at this point. Once upon a time, I love that song, but every time she comes in, I'm like, Like, here we go again. That's awesome. Um, Okay, we'll do last question. I always like the skill set. Uh, I find that it kind of goes all over. Most people pick singing for mm-hmm. some reason, but a skill set that you don't that you don't currently have, whether it's a skill, skill set, whatever you want that you don't have that you wish you did. Um, this is challenging because a lot of times when I want to do something, I, I try to figure it out. So last year I decided I wanted to play the ukulele. So I asked for a ukulele for oh, Christmas nice. and nice. I have been learning and it's starting to sound like real songs now. Okay. <laughs> so I'm very excited about that, that, you know, my kids will walk by and be like, is that, like, there's Red Hot Chili Peppers in this app that I'm using. They're like, is that from Red Hot Chili yeah, Peppers? Yeah, I'm yeah. like, yes, it is. Thank you for noticing. Um, so that one isn't really quite there yet because I'm starting to get to it. But something I'm working on right now is calligraphy. Oh, nice. <laughs> I don't know why I decided I'm still like a paper planner person. I yeah. still use my like iCalendar and my iPhone and everything. So that's the important place but then every week I sit down with my planner and I write everything down and my penmanship is just awful you need so both. I wanted to try to so I bought myself a book where you know it's like in grade school where you trace yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the letters and um I've been trying to work with uh there's something called brush pens so that's where you get like the thicker lines sometimes oh, nice. when you're going down the thin lines when you yeah. go up but that's really really hard and I feel like this book actually was completely out of order I feel like that should have been at the end after you teach me how to write cursive but, right um, yeah I, guess <laughs> I, I might as well be for, for my handwriting I might as well be a doctor like, yeah I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what it is I can't I can't uh it's, it's bad yeah um, I'm teaching my son he's asking me for like you know longhand calligraphy on some <laughs> letters I'm like I don't even remember uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I haven't written an, uh, an R and, well, I know R is easy, but yeah. like, you know, W, w or Q, what was the other one? Jeez, V's, I think, or something. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it was something I couldn't remember what it was. Um, so, Dominique, thanks for, thanks for coming on. It was an absolute pleasure. Um, we will post um, links to Dominique's website, a way to contact and get a hold of her. Anybody that's interested in yoga, obviously reach out. Any questions, and um, Dominique would be more than happy to help. Um, like we said, Podcast is really here just designed to chat with neighbors. So anybody within the neighborhood, whether you're a business owner or just have industry knowledge, um, they want to share with the, the rest of the neighborhood. We'd love to chat with you. Please reach out um, and we'll take it from there. In the meantime, thanks for listening and uh, on to the next one.